busy year. Right, we're on. We're on. Now, Ivan, I was not expecting you to see you here today. Um, New Year with British Military Fitness. When did you get out? Uh, so I got out almost a year ago to the day, actually, in January. Yeah. We're going to do this. January last year. Uh, so after oh. 12 and a half years to do it in the end. And finishes A coming commander to the back. Did you really? Yeah. Ah, mate, I was about to ask. No, mega, mega. Yeah. It was, uh, oh, I was going to ask you. Oh, it's on social media these days. Yeah. Who was the sergeant major? Uh, well, I had four, actually. <laughs> What, uh, you two your stint? Well, a couple well, of <laughs> certainly. Well, one moved on after a couple of months of me being there because he was due posting. Yeah. I uh, had another one who sadly got um, downgraded because of his hearing, so he couldn't be here. Yeah. Uh, and then I had uh, Matt Delassi. You finished up with Matt? Yeah. Mate, do you know how hard that guy is to get hold of? Jesus Christ. I've been trying to track him down for years. Yeah, yeah. So we'll talk after this. So he went to uh, Sandhurst and Sound Major after that job. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. So Brilliant. hopefully we Brilliant. formed a good team. Um, it was a good time. I was, uh, how's it been, how's it been getting out? So it was last year. Yeah, so I handed over the company in October 18. So then I, my last day of service was 10th of January and then straight into what's now called B Military Fit. So, uh, oh, so it's not British Military Fit? No, so. I apologise. No, it used to be that. It used it? to be, yeah. Okay. So I suppose a bit about the business is British Military Fitness that started 20 years ago. Really? Um, yeah. By, oh. Yeah, so as long ago as that, three former army PTIs set up body weight um, exercises in parks. We exploded all right, all right around the UK, 20,000 members, 140 sites. Um, started to struggle a little bit. Um, Why is that? A lot more competition came on the market, your CrossFits, your boutiques. Um, you had your budget gym, so there was a lot out there and it was sort of struggling about where to position itself and a few structural things that it needed to put right. So uh, a guy called Chris and George is also a former army officer. Uh, Chris and George. Chris and George. Chris and George. Chris St. George. Chris St. George. Yes. This is my hearing. Chris yeah. St. George. Former uh, founder of Olive Group, big security firm. You may have heard of. Ah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. he... Uh, ah. He came in and purchased it, yeah. and him and now Bear Grylls own it 50-50. I did not know that. Yeah. Flipping it. So, and those PTIs rode off into the sun laughing all the way uh, to Bob No, it was more of a kind of rescue. <laughs> I think they had a good time though. So yeah, so I met Chris and he invited me in for a week's work experience. I didn't really know what I was going to do when I left the military. Uh, luckily, you know, loads of good lads have been kind of bumped into today. Uh, I spent time in banks and consultancies all that Usual stuff. But this was a little bit more unique to the business transformation is what it's been. Yeah. With the likes of someone like Chris and Bear behind it and just be given, you know, this this big project to kind of turn around. Mm -hmm. So now we're completely changing the model, we're turning it into a franchise business. Okay. So it's all about giving people the system support, knowledge, know how to run their own business. And it's, but it's still heavily weighted towards getting veterans into that world, whether they just want to be instructors or they want to be franchise owners. I was going to say, yeah, how, how do you maintain the military fit aspect of that branding if you're going to franchise it out? So the performance concept in terms of what you deliver as fitness, the foundation is still based on military training principles. Okay. One instructor to approximately 20 to 30 clients, efficient use of you know, speed, time, space, um, the way it's led. But then we're also looking to the commercial world and professional sport to make sure you've got session design and programming that's at the kind of leading edge of the market. 
So it's trying to take the best from both worlds. But and I suppose it's got that military heritage behind it. So we're forming a military so values and ethics committee. It's got people like General James Bashir now retired on it. Mm-hmm. We're looking for a number of other performance advisors from all ranks, backgrounds, different parts of the military to be on that. Um, and building links with the military to help on recruiting. We do charity support with military charities um, and also sports, uh, sports teams as well. Mm-hmm. So strengthening those relationships with the military is a big part of it. And you know, the, the quality of individuals that we get instructing and hopefully running our franchises, a large proportion of that will still come from service orders. Yeah. So that's something we're going to hold dear, whatever, you know, wherever we go. The plan is though, is to kind of change that model and we're doing it pretty quickly and then we'll take it overseas as well. That's my point. That's yeah. You, you do well to step into something that um, rewarding yeah. and motivating and challenging at the same time which is, um, upon leaving, which is some people, or soon after leaving, I should say, because obviously you went to yeah. Sydney, you know, which, which a lot of uh, you officer types do. I can't imagine that is anything pleasurable. <laughs> I remember Seb, Sebley. Yeah, yeah. I see him a lot in, in oh, I've seen him a few times in the last year in, in London. He's, uh, he's in cryptocurrency in that now, isn't he? Yeah. Like, it suits that kind of person. He's like a, <laughs> he's like a, he reminds me of a tall American psycho with a mental age of 12. Yeah. Love, we love you, Seth. That's a pretty good description of him. We surely appreciate that. You've destroyed that. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pulling it back, right? Pulling it back to yeah. military experience. Hmm. So, what would you say, in fact, for the benefit of uh, viewers on this, um, in, a, in, a, in a broad broad brushstroke, who did you serve with? Where did you serve? Did you uh, so I commissioned from Sandhurst into Three Para, uh, where I met you for the first time. Lucky Devil, a company in two thousand eight, yeah. Harry Tor. Uh, I then went to One Para Special Forces Support Group, did a stint there, did a short stint up as Catterick, Para Company's instructor. Then went on to Pathfinder selection, passed that, did two and a half years with PF. I didn't realise. Oh my god. As the second in command there, um, second tour of Afghan then, Perry 13. Uh, and then I, I went to staff job in Army headquarters, working for uh, General Jaffrey Page. And then came back into three power and I sort of bounced in and out of uh, several gaps in. in Commander D Company, Commander B Company for a short stint, and then went on to Staff College and then came back and finished my career in three power Commander A Company. Restarted? Yeah. That's cool, man. So, in the first year, so where I was a team commander, so it was nice to come back and do that to finish. That is cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what would you say your toughest experience was when you were serving? Uh, probably the staff job with General Jacko. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Go on then. Uh, <laughs> Why that? Well, I suppose it's a fairly junior officer. Not Afghanistan, no? <laughs> no. I mean, you relish the challenge of Afghan. It's got yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got the blokes around you. It was challenging. And so a very different type of challenge. But go back to staff college. But staff jobs in army headquarters. You know, you're, you're a junior guy working for a, a three-star general. Who's surrounded by brigadiers, full colonels, and you know you're you're a captain in that environment. Um, you know it's pretty full on, and the, and, the, and the learning curve is steep. You know you're just not prepared for that kind of thing, and it was it was tough going, but it was probably one of you know like all big challenges, probably one of the good you know 
best experience it wasn't necessarily the most enjoyable time it's not what you necessarily joined to do yeah um which is where you know a different kind of challenge like going on ops you're relishing that challenge and enjoying it as well so you probably don't necessarily see although it's tough if you don't necessarily look back on it you tend to look back on it with sort of rightly so probably with those tinted glasses what a great time it was and tough and to go on those operations we're very very fortunate to get that yeah opportunity yeah definitely i think so and that rose tinted glasses thing they say that the mind when you when you remember things well it tends not to remember pain yeah yeah. or difficult aspects of it you only remember the positive yeah yeah. one of the things i think i i i've reinforced myself since leaving is okay let's remember the the shit times (laughs) try and just check like julian yeah because you miss it so much Mm. it's sort of that um you miss aspects of it so much. It's sort of that reason yourself. Yeah, you miss it, but also it was a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. I, I think getting, I've never been one when I was serving to put too many pictures up on the wall. And I was, I was like, when I when I get out, you know, I'm just going to put my army days behind me. But actually, um, you know, I didn't want to fear kind of missing it. And now I'm out. You know, it's nice to have a few pictures around. And I'm just going to remember it for all the good times and good people that I met. And, I'm, and that's the way I do remember. Yeah, but of course, you know, like any career, anyway, it's got its frustrations and its challenges. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I always think if World War Three, I'd go back. So I think, yeah, it's easier as well. You know, a lot of my cohort are already out, um, but it would be interesting now to to think about what that thing would be sort of being left behind. Yeah, well, that um, was that was one of the reasons. I think that was one of the biggest. I think that's one of the reasons I did. I did leave sooner than I did. I think I, maybe we less sooner. I think, but it was Afghanistan going on. Yeah. And the thought of me being out out of three power and three power going back on Afghan without me was like, oh, I couldn't. I've never stomached it. I had that the whole of my the time I was in. I couldn't. I couldn't have. I couldn't have bared to be in the UK while three power on off. Well, that resulted in I did every operation between 2010 and 11. Every single thing three power did, I was on. Yeah. Which is great and bad in some respects. And then lucky to have left and Afghan to have finished. Although sometimes it is like, oh man, what was it going to do recently? I went back to Afghan, didn't I? Uh, yeah, they started to yeah. go back just in the um, force protection stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at least the guys are getting out and getting the medal on the chest, which is, you know, which is important. It's easy for us to forget that sometimes. Yeah, I think as a military is now in another one of those troughs. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have a, a period of just hideous retention, hideous recruitment. Yeah. Because there's nothing going on. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's, um, unfortunately, the, the peaks of the military you get highest attention, highest recruitment is when dramas are going on overseas. You know, you've got big operations going right. on, which you would think is counterintuitive. It's not yeah, the case. Yeah. Not the case. Um, if you could give one piece of advice, you only like to give one piece of advice yeah. to someone leaving the military now. Mm. Uh, what would it be? It'd be be open-minded. Look at as many different opportunities as you can. Because I had no idea what I wanted to do, and I think that's very, very natural. Like no one knows. Because you don't know the history. No. What, how do you? Yeah. Um, so just look at everything. You know, no matter how unsuited you think you might be to something, you'd be surprised what doors you start to open. Um, and you know, as you progress through that networking process, you'd be surprised things start to happen. Um, so yeah, just be open-minded. Look at as many things as you can. Is my advice. Yeah, I agree. I think one of the things people do is. Um, they try and they leave and they try and get their perfect, they know they try to get a perfect job, high paying job, straight away in that career they know what they're going to do. And they end up going down in luck, realizing that every yeah. CV you send in, you don't get replied to everyone. And like, I said, like, 200 CVs, and you've got 200 right. applications, maybe you've got two replies. 
Um, but for me, what's important is leave, get any job, any job, any job, as long as it's enough to pay your bills. Because it's much easier to find the job you want to do and career you want to go into when you've got a job. Yeah. You don't want the pressure. No, exactly. You know, and, you, and as you're doing it, you're learning from theory street. Yeah. I, I think I accepted, you know, I had a good, lots of good advice. I was fortunate. Um, might take three or four jobs to get to where you want to be. Might take more. So just be patient and just go looking and, and keep your network strong and things will happen. Um, and there's so many, you know, we've seen so many key success stories in our business and wider. Um, so yeah, there's loads of opportunity for example advice. Ivan, how do people follow B Military Fit? What's the website? Uh, so B Military Fit, you just Google it, it'll come up straight away. It's just us. Um, so yeah, you go on there. All veterans train for free. So if you want to come along, oh, um, I do come that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you want to look at careers opportunities, we launch our vets program. So we'll do networking evenings once uh, once a quarter. Where? So the first one's in Battersea, yeah. uh, right next to the power station where our HQ, and we've got a, a training centre there as well. So we're running one of those 26th of February. Um, and then we run Discovery Days as well, which basically yeah, you can sign up via the website if you cr- click on the franchise link, um, register for a Discovery Day, we'll host you there for a morning and you get a full briefing on what the franchise offer looks like, ask as many questions as you want. And if you want to spend time with um, you know, ex-military guys that are now running their own businesses or just instructing, then doors open. Because uh, I was fortunate to get that experience and work experience at a whole host of companies, so we're making sure we do the same. Awesome. Ivan, it's been an unexpected pleasure. It is. Good Best to catch up. Yeah, really good to see you.